Hello, and welcome to Rookie Lap. My name is Smitty, and my pronouns are she, her, and hers. My name is Painter, and my pronouns are they, them, she, and hers. We're here to talk hockey and all that comes with it. We are not gatekeepers. We welcome fans new and old. We are not insiders, so please take most, if not all, of what we say with a grain of salt. Um, all the links and sources we mentioned today will be linked on our blog, or rookielap.wordpress.com. One day I won't say Wookie Lap. As much as I love Star Wars, maybe we can have a different podcast for that. <laughs> okay, one. but I would actually love to have a Star Wars podcast. Star so. Wars hockey podcast. Oh, God, yeah, 100%. Yeah. How much how much would you die if we had a Star Wars Lord of the Rings podcast? I think that I would not survive um at all. Oh gosh. Oh, yeah, and I mean to be fair, I mean our this podcast is every other week. I feel like you would almost demand that it would be like every hour. Every yeah. hour new podcast. Yeah, um, probably, because there's something to talk about, especially with the new show coming out. Oh, boy. Okay, well, we can... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my Joker. You know how insufferable men were <laughs> yeah. when the Joker came out? Yeah. This is my Joker. Okay. Also, Percy Jackson is going to have it. The, the show was just greenlit, so um, I'm going to be insufferable for the next year. Uh, well, you know, I, I would complain about it, but... I'm not, because I get it. I get it. I appreciate it. that. Um, we all have our things, and I love Lord of the Rings. I love Star Wars. I have not read the Percy Jackson books. Do not hate me. No, that's uh, fair. It's just, it just, they weren't my, I don't know, I don't know why I didn't, to be honest, because they were a thing when I was younger. You're my age. But Truthfully, I didn't actually read the Percy Jackson books until I was almost out of high school. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Because I remember, um, I remember them being a thing, but. Because I, I didn't really spend a lot of time in the library in middle school. Oh. We didn't get a lot of free uh, time to go to the library. I didn't, well, not in school, but my, my mom had a whole lot of things. She took us to, she basically took us to the library to get us to shut up for a few hours, so. Because we had to be quiet at the library, so. <laughs> All right, uh, so we're going to talk about men's hockey first. Painter, that's you this week. Oh, yes. There's, okay, men's hockey. Don't take this the wrong way, but y'all ain't got shit going on. Um, there are a couple of things, though. One that just happened two hours ago since we, rec- we started recording this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a follow-up to something that we've talked about previously and we kind of we kind of joked about it a little bit, but it's happening now. The Arizona Arizona is going to be playing at the new Sun Devil Arena in Tempe, Tempe, mm-hmm. Tempe. So they'll be playing in Tempe for at least two years, with an option for a third, while their new arena is being built. No. Oh. So that's a 5,000-person arena, and they're sort of marketing it as a, this is a intimate experience for Arizona Coyote fans. So this is, I'm glad that Arizona f- came to a conclusion as to what mm-hmm. they're gonna, where they're going to be playing for the next couple of years. 
but I still am just like, well, dang, mm -hmm. what's it got to feel like to be, to, to know that your team's going to be playing in a 5,000 person arena for three years while trying to grow the, it's just, it's unfortunate. Yeah. And there are so many, so many teams that do share arenas with, you know, another another professional team or a college team or anything like that. But the fact it, it's not the college that it's not the fact they're sharing with the university. It's the fact that it's five thousand seats. Yeah, that's know? that's rough. And two, it's a bit difficult at times to negotiate with a college sport because I mean they're going to be using the arena too, so yeah. it's going to. And there's talks, I think, about that being the Coyotes' full-time practice arena. So it's, mm -hmm. I'm curious to see how it's going to work out. Yeah, because I mean, even I, I know at the, um, the university that I went to, like if there was a, if there was a football game or a basketball game, um, things would, sh things in that building would shut down. Yeah, uh, f for you know several hours beforehand. So it's like, well, if you have a a college team and a pro team playing mm. in the same arena, but both want to obviously train and play there, like how? Do yeah, it's gonna be. It'll definitely be interesting. Um, it has the potential to be a bit of a cluster. Mm-hmm. But you I also can think curse on this podcast, for goodness sake. I'm I'm aware. <laughs> okay, you don't have to say cluster. You can say clusterfuck. <laughs> Listen, you motherfucker. Okay, there you go. <laughs> I sometimes don't use the cuss word. <sighs> anyway, as I was attempting to say, I think it, it's gonna it has the potential to be a bit of a cluster, but I think it also on the reverse side of it. It has as well the potential to draw in some college fans. That's more true. More so, mm -hmm. you know, maybe appeal to those at the university a little bit mm -hmm. because ASU just went Division One like seven years ago. Mm. So that has the potential to sort of help them continue to grow their fan base and to continue to grow connections within the Arizona area. So I think there's potential there for something really good, but it's mm -hmm. just as easily could turn into a, oh, goodness gracious, yeah. it could become a mess. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to be curious to see how the next two to three years uh, turn out. And hopefully by the end of those two years, Arizona will have a an, an, uh, an actual arena to play in. <laughs> That is the size of a typical NHL arena. Yeah, so, that'll definitely be something for even other NHL teams. You know, going from you know up to you know twenty thousand seat arenas to five thousand. Like that's gonna be something, be something different for even visiting teams. Like okay. yeah, yeah. So. I mean, it's smaller than even some AHL arenas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the average AHL arena is about nine thousand to ten thousand seats, so that's smaller than even that. So that's going to be interesting, I think, and it's going to kind of play into the 
to the the game and the game dynamics, so I'm interested to see how all that goes. Hang on, I want to see how many... Oh my goodness. Okay, so um, the closest ECHL arena to me has just under 6,000 seats. I've, oh. I've been there, and honestly, it is, like, you... It's very intimate. Yeah. So like like you feel that. And I'm not saying that that's a that's not a bad thing for an ECH, ECHL game, but, but it's going to be interesting at the NHL level. Yeah. That'll be that it definitely will be interesting. And I think if we're going to decide what team gets made fun of more Arizona or Florida, I think we have our answer for a few years at least. Yeah, I think it's time NHL fandom to hang up the hat of making fun of Southern teams, at least for a little bit. Specifically, that one Florida team that is also playing lights out right now. Mm-hmm. The bastards. <laughs> um, <laughs> so. Happy for the fans. <laughs> happy for the fans. Happy for the fans. Very happy for the fans. Genuinely. Genuinely. Yeah. No, okay, that, that's really cool. It's just, when it's not your team, you're like, oh, <laughs> when no. it's, I just, yeah, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, uh, speaking of things that fans should be happy about, the Olympics. Okay. We're having a good time. So... Obviously, this is the part where I can say, like, oh, we could talk about the the USA men's hockey uh, win. I don't want to because Ostrich Man did not play. So. He didn't? He didn't. So the I don't fuck care. Is, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> so I literally don't care about the score, uh, although they did win big. But I want to instead talk about Denmark okay. making history. So. Denmark, this is their first men's uh, hockey Olympics game. Oh, and good for them! They recorded their first win <laughs> I love in their that. first game. I love that against the Czech Republic. I, 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 I'm sorry for the Czech Republic. <laughs> I'm sorry for the Czech Republic. I love um, that for Denmark, though. I love that for Denmark. I think it's great. Uh, quick note on that: the Denmark team currently has a 2-0-1 record over the Czech Republic in the last three World Championship games. Oh. Um, so they, it seems that Denmark's ten last couple of years yeah. has been taking it to the Czech Republic a little bit. Oh, but geez. What's going on there? I honestly, don't know. Honestly. <laughs> I don't know. But it, it's just exciting for Denmark to record their first win in their first game. Um, and I think that that just made me happy. So I wanted to share some of that joy. Yeah, that's, I love that. It just, it just makes me happy to uh, see history being made and to see all these cool things happening. And I love the Olympics for that reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems that, that some of the games so far have been pretty interesting. Russia getting a shutout. Um, as we know, the, U, the U.S. team also getting uh, a shout out mm-hmm. and Denmark but, making history. Yeah. Yeah. US got a shout out, but Ostrich Man wasn't there. So, who yeah. Cares? Like I said, like I said, US did really well. Don't care because Ostrich mm-hmm. Man did not play. Nope. <laughs> See, and I, and I would like to say, obviously, I haven't really been paying attention to the Olympics, which is annoying to me. Uh, 
I like I I love the Winter Olympics. They're my favorite ones. They're my new. They're my favorite flavor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but I just my haven't favorite had flavor. Yeah, my favorite, favorite flavor of Olympics. Uh, but I just haven't had the time uh, or the energy. But uh, Painter, I'm telling you this now. If you find out that Ostrichman is playing, I will make time to the, watch. The him. struggle is is that the games have been happening so late. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like all record a game and then yeah i will figure out how to do that i will figure out how to do that to watch ostrich man it's it's a struggle like there was one game that was at like midnight i was like are you kidding me now there is one last thing that i do want to talk about okay it seems every time i find some way to talk about funding and money but in this case we're talking about a charity okay um and you know I love talking college hockey. Yep. So That sounded one... sarcastic on both of our points, but you <laughs> actually do. And I actually genuinely and do. And I love actually talking. do know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I actually genuinely do love talking college hockey. So senior captain of the Union College men's hockey team, mm-hmm. Josh Kozak. I sure. hope I'm saying that right. He has a fundraiser, Cozy Kids holiday fundraiser that's the cutest um, name i know right cozy which kids. Um, immediately made me want to click on it and find out more but it's the second annual one nice so essentially to give a rundown the foundation originally was about getting um coca kids or children of our community open to achievement okay. house kids to hmm. be able to go to union men's game and games mm-hmm. and learn about uh student athlete life but mm-hmm. now the money is also going towards laptops and ipads and other assistant programs for online learning for tri-city kids well, that's great and um they raised 45 thousand dollars oh my god um (laughs) yeah (laughs) so yeah so they had a pretty modest goal of um about five thousand dollars at first and then they very quickly exceeded that Mm -hmm. and raised over five thousand dollars and now in the past couple years they've raised almost fifty thousand dollars wow and this uh, C O C O A or Coca? I, I I don't know how. I would assume Coca. I'm assume Coca because it's been okay. around since '96, mm-hmm. and it's for academic success for at-risk youth, and it's been going on for a while, and it's a pretty important part of the community in the area. Mm-hmm. So that's just really cool to me how much money he's been able to raise in just a couple of years, and that he even wanted to do that in the first place. Yeah. Because, let, let's be real, there yep. tends to be a uh, sort of stereotype mm-hmm. of um, college athletes, and particularly I mean, college male. Ki- college kids in general, really. Yeah, college kids, and particularly uh, male college students, and the fact that he decided, like, oh, nope, yep, I'm gonna do this, and I'm going to create a program that's about life values and intern and mentorship and to be able to raise money for kids so that they can have better opportunities like that is awesome it's really cool 
and it just made me very happy, and I wanted some happy news today, so I love that he recognized, like, he passed his $5,000 goal, and he set another goal, and then he passed that one, mm -hmm. and it's just, like, continuing to grow, and I hope that even after he graduates, because he's a senior this year, mm -hmm. even after that, he's then going to be able to keep doing it and still be able to give back to that community that has done so much for him. So yeah. that would be good, yeah. good stuff. Yeah. Things are actually kind of happening. In oh, we love to see it. Women's hockey. Uh, some things uh, bigger than others. Uh, something, some things are it, it just interesting, I guess. Maybe not I'm trying to think. Do I have a happy story today? Yeah, I guess. Okay. <laughs> I guess so but it's not as happy uh it's not as nice as you know giving to a charity i guess but we'll see the so the first story that i have is about the olympics and the it was a game between canada and russia oh and, yeah yep and for the entire game the canadian women's team wore masks um, not like, you know, a mask to protect your head from flying pucks, literally like surgical masks and not just surgical masks, but N95 masks. Oh my God. Yeah. So this certainly, it wasn't intended to be a statement. I know that a lot of bad takes uh, were that it was some kind of statement and it wasn't really, um, at least as far as we know. but. The game between the Canadian and Russian teams had been delayed for about an hour at the time uh, because the results for the Russian team's COVID tests weren't back yet. And the, Cana the Canadian team essentially refused to go out on the ice. A lot of them have had experiences with tournaments being canceled uh, mm -hmm. due to COVID outbreaks. So they knew that if they... And they this team was the team that literally quarantined together to make sure that they were good before landing in Beijing. So yeah. they've been taking everything very, very seriously. And I'm not saying that the Russian team hasn't. It's just, you know, the tests weren't ready at game time. Yeah. So, they were, so the Canadian team didn't want to play. They didn't feel comfortable. So both teams ended up agreeing after about an hour that they would play masked. About halfway through the game... I believe uh, the tests came back and everyone was fine. All of it was negative. So mm -hmm. the Russian team actually ended up taking off the masks, which makes sense. Uh, yeah. You know, they did this out of precaution and now they know that the precaution isn't necessary. Take off the masks. However, the Canadian team continued to play with the masks. Why they continued oh. to do that? Oh. Precaution? Oh. Um, you know... Mm -hmm. Okay. But yeah, it was, a, it was a decision that was made and that, you know, sure. I'm not saying that that was a bad decision at all because obviously you want to be safe. It's yeah. just, you know, once you know that things, everyone is likely good, I know that I would be like, okay. And listen, <laughs> take off. I got to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh -huh. I have to wear my mask <laughs> for 11 hours a day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> If somebody told me that I could take my mask off because it was safe and it mm -hmm. was fine and like Everyone there was had no been need tested. to worry, yeah. everyone had been tested, it was all good, 
and they said, if you feel comfortable, you can take your mask off. I'm ripping that thing off. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm sick of this. I'm sick and, of this thing. There is, there is, you know, there was, there was a Russian player who had been in isolation before, but they had, you know, they were out of isolation by that point. So maybe there was that. And there was, you know, it's, it, the decision as to why they continue to do it, I don't know. Um, it doesn't, I don't, it did not see it didn't say that like they didn't know that you know the test had come back but you know they were they just decided to play hockey in masks which is in n95 masks masks. yeah yeah that's true but it's just like and i i will i have to walk quite a ways to get to my office and if you told me that i had to wear like actually wear a mask while doing it uh, <laughs> would not be happy. I'd be like, "Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna find some other transportation to take me right to my office instead of having to park forever away and yeah. walking." It's just, it's one. It, and I saw a lot of a lot of people be like, "Well, you know, I don't want to hear men complain about having to wear a mask in a, a grocery store." I'm like, "They're gonna complain. I don't know how to tell you this, but they're gonna. Like, it doesn't matter if you say, hey, the Canadian women's hockey team may.'" may played hockey with masks on they don't care yeah they're gonna look at you like uh yeah okay okay good for them at best good for them at worst like well yeah but they're women yeah so and then you now you want to punch somebody instead of just telling them to shut up so So that part that those those takes annoyed me because i was like it's gonna happen at this point (laughs) i get where those takes come from because on one hand i'm like yeah men shut shut up Mm -hmm. also women too shut up everybody shut up about the mask situation it's what we're in yeah if you want to sit here and say i can't breathe learn how to breathe through your nose (laughs) i have a deviated septum and i can still figure it out like shut up (laughs) but it is a really impressive feat because like both of us have said (laughs) if you're giving us the option to take off masks because one we know it's safe or Mm -hmm. and and or we're doing exercise outside or in an uh, an area large enough (laughs) taking that thing off like you can't you cannot make me sprint in a mask like i would simply just give up just be like nah no thanks (laughs) i i would just be like nope i'm good thanks though but i'm good so it it is it is commendable they they did that um i don't as far as I know, wasn't a statement about anything other than just, like, we want to be safe. So, you know. And I respect that. Yeah. Good for them. And, obviously, and I mean, they obviously, <laughs> so the, Canadian, the Canadian women's team, they're doing fine. Yeah. <laughs> In terms of their, their playing. They're doing fine. All right. Uh, another story that I have is a little bit happier. Uh, and that is that the Premier Hockey Federation... Uh, their playoffs are going to be in Florida um, on oh. a neutral territory. And honestly, the fact that it's in Florida is really interesting to me. We can talk about that in a second. But mm-hmm. what's very exciting for me, because they've done the neutral ice before, mm-hmm. um, didn't particularly end well, but, you know, they tried, um, especially in, like, the hard part of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the really exciting thing for me, because I can't go to Florida, is that their final is going to be on ESPN2. Like, actual <gasps> television. Not actual, just, like, yeah. Not, not just, just Twitch? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's oh. final. The final will be on ESPN2. Oh, that is amazing. I'm so excited. Yeah. 
Uh, and that's so the the championship game will uh, is scheduled for Monday, March twenty eighth at nine p.m. Eastern. Obviously, given mark your things, calendars, guys. Given things, some things might change, but you know, uh, we're we're all hoping that this one works out. It's going to yes. be a three day tournament in Florida, and it's the Advent Health Center Ice in Wesley Chapel, Florida. Um, according to ESPN, um, which I trust, considering they're airing the final, <laughs> ESPN, it's, it's the largest ice sports facility in the southeastern U.S., and it's housed events like the 2017 Four Nations Cup and the 2021 NHL Prospect Showcase. So, um, it is, it's, it's not just like some teams practice ice, it's an arena, and it's going to be on, on and I, I love the idea of having playoffs on neutral ice. I get, yeah. I, I fully understand why the NHL and other hockey leagues don't do that because obviously you want fans to be able to take part. But it's the same thing with even baseball. I'm like, put it in a neutral territory to see what how it happens. You know, like that way, no team has home advantage. That that's me. I find that fascinating because it's one of those like take the variable of the fan away or the travel stuff that you have to do. Take that variable out and what happens in a championship. So it's going to be on national television. It's going to be in Florida, and it's going to be women's hockey, the Premier Hockey Federation. And it's really I'm so excited. Yeah, it, it's it's definitely something that it's a landmark moment. I guess um, we can say I don't it. I don't want to make it sound too big, but at the same time, I want it people to understand that this is quite big for women's hockey. This is about as as visible as it, any women's hockey will be outside of the Olympics, especially when we consider how up and down the Premier Hockey Federation mm-hmm. has been. Yeah, for so long. That's true. It's been yeah. Every it felt like for a while. Every few years, it was like. Oh, it's 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 coming up. It's coming up, and then it would crash for some reason. And then yep. this one, I think one of the reasons why I don't want to say landmark is because I'm afraid that it will crash, and I'm hoping it won't. But yeah, this one feels different. But at the same time, I don't know what's going to happen in the future. So yeah, I mean, I know last year, last season, or the season, before, whenever it was on Twitch, everyone got really excited because it was like, oh, now we can actually watch the games consistently mm-hmm. and i think that helped grow the game pretty significantly because twitch has become such a big platform yeah but when we're talking about legitimacy and exposure and everything else being on espn it's it's espn too but it's still espn it's, it's not it's not espn news yeah um, or ES, well, I guess ESPN three is now technically ESPN plus. I don't know, but uh-huh. it is. It's, it is different. It's an actual on TV. Most people get this channel if you have cable, you know mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And my honestly, one of my favorite quotes from this article that I read about it was uh, the um, Premier Hockey Federation, the commissioner, said that, like, originally they wanted it to, they wanted to play um, at the Florida Panthers Arena. Makes sense. And, but obviously, but some, they just didn't work out. But <laughs> the commissioner said, since our mindset was already there in Florida, we were talking with a lot of others. And I sort of, I love 
that because it tells the Florida Panthers, like, hey, we had other options. Don't worry. <laughs> it's like, don't worry about it. Yeah. Like, like, You're you not that you, important. We weren't, yeah, we weren't, we weren't betting completely on you. Like, yeah, you see we don't NH- need yeah. men's hockey. Yeah, you see your NHL stadium, and we were talking to some other places. It's all right. Yeah, <laughs> like, we're not stupid. I just, I, I loved the way that that was phrased. And I know that most likely she didn't mean it that way, but I was like, Okay. <laughs> no, but it feels pretty good. Yeah. Like it, it feels pretty good to be like, uh, actually. So the the last thing that I wanted to talk about will end up, uh, one of us or both of us will probably end up yelling about. But a few days ago, there was an article in, <laughs> in the Toronto Star uh, about how women's hockey didn't deserve to be at the Olympics. That article came out and obviously there was, there was quite quite a lot of backlash to it for good reason for good reason and really the from what i could tell it was behind a paywall but from what i could tell the argument was that canada and the u.s had such a a monopoly on hockey on women's hockey talent and really hockey talent in general let's be completely honest here mm-hmm. um that it wasn't fair that there be women's hockey in the Olympics, because other team, other countries um, wouldn't be able to compete with the U.S. and Canada. And I have let me let me let me say some things first, because I can I can feel Painter's anger, and I need to get some stuff out before they just go completely off. All right. So um, first of all, in the Olympics, there are three medals, mm-hmm. <laughs> three medals. So the fact that two teams have a monopoly, sure, okay. But there's three medals, and research has shown, not to be a complete nerd, but research has shown that usually the bronze medal winner is happier than the silver medal winner, because they're just happy to have gotten a medal. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. And if you do any sort of research into that kind of stuff like I have, because I'm a nerd, you would know that. Um, And you would hope that a journalist would do that kind of research. Second of all, um, women's hockey is not as popular as men's hockey. Um, it's been trying to grow as a sport for a while, and the Olympics is a giant platform um, that exposes women's hockey to not only women in Russia, women in Sweden, women in Denmark, but also women in Egypt, women in Indonesia, women in China, places that don't have a strong culture of ice hockey. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, and we've seen this even with, um, there's a, even with this Olympics, there's a Mexican figure skater who mm-hmm. saw figure skating at the Olympics and said, I want to do that. Even though Mexico doesn't really have a strong figure skating reputation. They're like, I want to do that. So they did it. Yeah. And, that's how you get it to the point where there isn't a monopoly, is you have to have the competition. But in order to get the competition, people have to know that there is a comp- there's a possibility for a competition, you know? Yeah. So then they want to do that. They want to be as good as those teams. Um, another thing that I would also like to say is, yeah, they might have a monopoly, but that's where the talent is, and you want the best talent out there playing for the Olympics. Right. You want right. you want exactly. to see good competition, and sure, it might make the other I want make the other team's country feel bad because honestly, if we um, I remember when the uh, 
U.S. women's national team for soccer played a country that didn't have a strong soccer team. Mm-hmm. I believe it was, it was, I think it was a Southeast Asian country. I can't mm-hmm. remember for sure. So I'm not going to name one. And the U.S. women's national team absolutely obliterated them. Um, yeah. it, was, it was a lot. When they talked to the opposing team after this annihilation happened to them, they were like, we're just happy to be here. We got to play yeah. them. Like, these are our... These are our role models, and we got to play against them. Like, that's really what international competition is mm-hmm. at the end of the day, is people getting to play with people that they never thought they would. Getting, getting to meet their idols, because, you know, you see Hillary Knight on TV once eight years ago, and you're like, I want to play hockey. And then yep. you get to the point where now you're playing for... Uh, you're playing for, I'm thinking of a country that I can't, uh, <laughs> you're Denmark. playing, okay, you're playing, yeah, okay, you're playing for, you're playing, <laughs> Denmark's getting all the shout outs today, <laughs> um, you're playing for Denmark, and Hillary Knight's on the other team, and you're, ju- you're like, oh my god, that, you're the reason I'm here, like, yeah, that is so important to literally everyone on that ice and everyone on the field and other sports even. So those are the the things that I wanted to say before mm-hmm. Painter explodes. Now, Painter, please go ahead. Okay, so <laughs> I'm going to try very hard to not be awful <laughs> and to not let every other word that comes out of my, out, my mouth be a curse word. I make no promises that I will succeed. But frankly, I just want to begin with this. What in the actual goddamn fuck? Like that, that, what in the actual goddamn fuck? Um, here's my thing, right? Mm-hmm. Let's, let's put it, because we all love talking about men's hockey apparently, and that's the only thing that fucking matters. Let's put it in men's hockey terms. So what you're saying is, is that the person who gets the president's trophy should not be able to play in the playoffs? Is that what you're fucking saying to me? Like, oh, they're just too good, so they shouldn't be allowed to play. Fuck you, first of all, and suck my... (laughs) I'm absolutely dying over here, just trying to not scream into the microphone. Like, these are are the voice messages I get. (laughs) Something ridiculous happens in hockey, and this is what I get. Just... Okay, okay, bring it back. Good, I'm so looking forward to editing that noise. Can we just like turn that into a sound bite? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, bring it back. Bring it back, Painter. Okay. I just. The sheer audacity. Like, that's really what bothers me about this. The last time and the time before, the last two episodes, we've talked pretty much pretty extensively about exposure in women's hockey and about the need for successful players to be exposed in women's hockey because even more so than the nhl obviously yes the nhl needs to get their shit together when it comes to pr and marketing and blah 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 blah. but the women's game as long as it's been around because it's been around as long as the men's game let's be real as long as it's been around it hasn't gotten the same exposure we're not going to get into the sexism of that and just right now we might get into it later who knows because i Um, this will be just for 
um, just so you all know, I accidentally kicked uh, Painter out of out of the room um, in the middle of the rant. So uh, they're coming back. But um, do we need to restart the entire thing? No. Okay. I, you're gonna be mad at me. <laughs> I accidentally hung up on you. <laughs> no, I know you did. <laughs> Because it said the other party has hung up. And I said immediately in the middle of my really beautiful rant about marketing, PR, and the exposure of, ex- of, ex- of excellence, I said, you fucking bitch. <laughs> and I was about to call you and tell you to go fuck yourself. <laughs> My apologies. I can't stand you. I know. So at this point, my anger level is just gone. And you know what? We're just going to deal with it. And you're just going to get what I have to say. And it's going to be summed up by one thing. If you're just mad that you're not that talented, bro, sit the fuck down. Ouch. Sit the fuck down. That hurt me. (laughs) That hurt me more than what you just told me. No, yeah, but you are you are correct though. Um, to be honest, and if I I don't know how to put it in a in a way that doesn't alarm people, but if I if I cared more <laughs> about anything, I would also be that angry. <laughs> but I don't. On that note, would you like to talk about rule number three? I would love to talk about rule number three. That was rule number. A, three. It's a very very we have a very aggressive pivot. But otherwise, we were going to spiral, and we oh, don't. Yeah. We no, no, no one wants us to spiral because that's no. a, that's a mess. It's just going to turn into me screaming and and Smitty being like, mm-hmm, "You are mm-hmm, right, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Feelings that you have, I also understand. <laughs> <laughs> so let's pivot mm-hmm. to benches. 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 So I don't know if you remember this, Smitty. You probably do because we we talked about it for a little while. Uh, Mm -hmm. When we were talking about rule one, Mm -hmm. how everything needs to be like, how it's not necessarily stated that everything needs to be uniform and level. Mm -hmm. Well, in this rule it is. Yeah. Which only adds to my questions (laughs) about the other rules. (laughs) Yeah. Understandably so. Like, how is it that you are making this one mm-hmm. uniform, mm-hmm. but not the others? Yep. And I think it has to do with the fact that it's very likely in ye olden days, before this rule was updated, mm-hmm. that people, teams, would pr- specifically make the other bench shitty. Mm-hmm. Like, either shorter or yeah. just weird. Just enough to, like, throw them off a little bit. I also really appreciate that this one lists that it has to include a door. Yep. And that the door opens. Yeah. <laughs> Not onto the ice. <laughs> Not onto the ice. The, it, it has to include a door and that the, ador- that the door is uniform and it opens onto the ice. But I Not think- onto the ice. Not onto the ice. That's what I meant to say. Thank I knew you, it. Smith. I got you. Now, I think perhaps my favorite part of this rule... Mm-hmm. is the penalty penalty bench. Okay. Where it says, <clears throat> oh. and I'm going to quote verbatim because I feel it's important. Okay. These benches or seats must be capable of accommodating a total of 10 persons, including the off 
the off-ice officials. I saw that. The fact <laughs> that they said very specifically... You need to be able to fit a lot of motherfuckers in here. <laughs> not not only, but almost half of your team. <laughs> almost half of your team needs to be able to fit in here because there's going to be instances where almost half of your team is going to end up in mm-hmm. the penalty box. Yep. And sure enough, it has indeed happened. Yep. And I just find that absolutely delightful that, that the rule makers and policy makers and frankly lawyers that write this look at hockey and said, yep. They're all stupid enough to, to have 10 people in the penalty box at one time. I'll admit, I am surprised it's that low. Like, all things yeah. considered with things that we have seen. Yeah. Like, 10? I just find it absolutely delightful that they included that. And that they should be on the opposite sides. And that, uh, don't forget that there has to be glass that needs to be at least 5 mm-hmm. feet tall. We'll, we'll talk about that. That spectators cannot get in there. <laughs> to me, okay, so something that, again, reading it, with the fact that they were specific here, that, like, things had to be uniform. Again, they don't say, I brought this up, I think, in the last podcast, but th- there, there's nothing about that that wall that says that it can't be uniform. So... You can have uniform benches. I still suggest that you have like, you know, 48, like, you know, a wall starts at 48 inches and then it goes all like it just slides down in a diagonal line to 42. <laughs> um, just to mess with the, on, just on the, just on the visitor side and just to mess with them. Yeah. It doesn't say you can't. And obviously there are other areas in this rule book where they say it must be uniform. So, so Painter, do you want to know? why um there there's glass that high because it, it in the rule it says that it has to be five feet above the boards not even like it's not mm-hmm. just five feet like from the ground it's like there'll be those boards and then another five feet do you want to know why yeah i absolutely do you All know right. i do well i'm gonna tell you in our history segment we're going to back to 1979 Oh. The the years where there was big hair, but not as big as the eighties, but still big. There was a n- no one was really worried about CFCs. December twenty third, nineteen seventy nine, in oh. Madison Square Garden. Oh, oh, oh. It's Christmas time. The Rangers are playing the Bruins. In this in this season, at this point in the season, at least I can't speak to how the rest of the season ended up. The, Bo- the Boston Bruins were a very, very good team. They had a very good record. The Rangers were mm-hmm. mediocre. They were, you know, around 500. And I should say, I would like to thank Black and Gold Hockey, the uh, Boston Bruins fan site. I think they're actually, and they have their own podcast, the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. So if nice. you're a Boston fan and you don't know, hit them up. But I found a New York Times article about this, but it's behind a paywall. So thank you to the Black and Gold Hockey fan. The Rangers were a mediocre team at the time, and Boston Mm -hmm. ended up winning this game. It was a back-and-forth game, really. You know, the Rangers had a lead, and then it just, it ended up not, there there weren't a lot of, there's not a lot of good cheer on the ice. And this is the 70s, and this is hockey, so there were fights, and, and we're not talking, like, 2020 fights, we're talking 1970 fights. And there were penalties galore. 
it, the best oh, way yeah. that I can sum that up is <laughs> fights and penalties galore. Very 70s hockey. This game was so heated by the end that when the, the teams were on the way to the locker rooms, there was a skirmish. And the reason I say skirmish is oh. because what happened next is really the battle. Between two uh, two players, or you know, Rangers and Bruins, they're fighting-ish, you know. And mm. at one point, they're fighting on the way into the locker rooms. So the fans are, you know, they can see this. And they're right there. And um, at mm. some point, a New York Rangers fan decides, it's a good idea to get in on this. And, <laughs> yeah. What? That's, that's all I can think is what they were thinking. Because <laughs> this, not only did he get involved... His first move was to hit a Boston Bruin over the head with his program. So, I'm assuming what? that there was alcohol involved in this decision making. Can't speak yeah. firmly on that, but I'm assuming <laughs> this man hit a Bruin over the head with, with the program. And hard enough or in such a strategic way that it actually drew blood. Now, yeah, what? and I haven't, I, I obviously I wasn't there. I can't speak to what anyone saw or heard or anything like that. But Terry O'Reilly, player on the Bruins, mm-hmm. most notably has 2,095 penalty minutes. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Christ. Uh, saw that one of, one of his guys was bleeding and he, mm-hmm. You know, in the, in that, you know, that moment of, like, you put two and two together, you recognize, like, oh, that's why my guy is bleeding, so I'm mm-hmm. going to deal with it. That's what he decided. He went into the stands, just went into the stands to fight this guy, <laughs> to fight the fan that hit the other Bruin over the head with a program. Decision-making's not great. No. And I assume that it was, what happened next was similar to... There was a uh, something that happened in a basketball game that was similar where a basketball player like went up into the stands to fight a fan and other players oh, followed yeah. him like what's happening you know like just trying to like figure out what's going on and like you know back up their guy but also be like what the fuck is this and yeah. I feel like that was probably what happened as well because Bruins followed him followed Terry O'Reilly into the stands and started fighting fans for <laughs> and I would want I want to read the best line from this black and gold hockey blog that I, I read. Yes. This made me laugh out loud. Um, so this is near the end of the actual battle, mm-hmm. and Mike Milbury was on this team. So he managed to get a hold of the shoe of the original Rangers fan who had who had you know thrown the program basically, and this line says. It was at this moment that Milbury removed the shoe of Captain, the Rangers fan, gave him a whack, uh-huh. and tossed the shoe onto the ice as a sign of dominance, I guess. <laughs> I mean... Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, and I love that line, almost specifically because, one, yeah, it is. Everyone recognizes that, yeah, I would do that in a sign of dominance. Like, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. And also the fact that it... Yeah. it captures how everyone else outside of the situation would look at it and go, what the fuck? Because <laughs> honestly, honestly, if I was in Milbury's position, I probably would also grab his shoe 
and just throw it as yeah. far as I yeah. could. It just as a sign of dominance. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it it yeah. makes sense. Somehow. <laughs> Obviously, things were quite heated by this point, not just between the teams, but now teams and fans. Outside, once the Bruins had made it into the bus, there were 300 Rangers fans that ended up rocking oh, that God. Bruins bus. It was, it got real bad. And obviously, oh, wow. the Rangers and the Bruins, they have a rivalry. You know, they're <laughs> New York and Boston. What are you going to do? Um, so it really played into that. But obviously, that was uh, maybe a little bit too far. <laughs> for like you know just like a rivalry that's more like oh you actually hate people huh um so just so (laughs) yeah like that's not a rivalry that is uh i want to draw blood so the so the three main instigator actually the four main instigators of the fan side captain i don't want to say their names because i don't know where they are now and i don't want to you know put that Mm. on them they're probably different people i would hope so they were initially charged with disorderly conduct, but the charges were dropped later. Also, the fans mm-hmm. opted to not press charges on any of the 18 Bruins who attacked the stands. So oh. that's nice of them, because, I mean, really, that's, that's nice assault. But it's sort yeah. of, it, you know, there's between, I can see both sides of it. We're like, yeah, you should charge them. But at the same time, you're like, no, like I was being stupid or, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. And the heat of the moment yeah. sort of thing. And the Bruins were uh, were punished by the NHL. Terry O'Reilly was suspended for eight games. Mike Milbury, famous. Now he's now I'm just going to know him as the shoe thrower. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Peter McNabb as well were suspended for six. All of them were oh. fined $500, which at the time, again, this is 1979, probably quite a bit. I wasn't alive then. I wouldn't know. <laughs> and all the other members uh, of the Bruins roster who like went up were also fined five hundred dollars all except goaltender gary or jerry i'm not sure which jerry cheevers who wanted nothing to do with the incident from the beginning (laughs) who said he said i was already on my second beer i'm like (laughs) all right sure not long after not long after this obviously um they were like maybe we shouldn't like let that happen again um maybe fans and players should be you know separated by an actual physical boundary since obviously the social boundary of like hey those are players and you are fans isn't working anymore <laughs> or at least maybe yeah. doesn't work when there is there's copious amounts of alcohol involved and anger at, at losses and- yeah so the league made the decision to raise the glass between the players and fans um to what now it is to what modern day nhl fans know it as can you imagine this happening now that's actually what black and gold hockey asked at the very end at the very end literally their last their last sentence is now only imagine if this happened in 2020 <laughs> i would absolutely lose my mind that's all i would talk about for days there must have been <laughs> a reason why they actually did raise that glass mm-hmm. and here you go i that is fascinating Thank you to Black and Gold. Who wrote this? Max Mainville. I you're, I enjoy your style of writing, sir. I particularly appreciate the sign of dominance. I guess. Yeah. That that yeah, was brilliant. that was that was it was a good it was a good line. 
<laughs> and honestly, it was it. it the rest of the article is pretty well written. It sort of takes in the humor of it, but also like, hey, this was mm-hmm. ridiculous. So that's why the glass is the way that it is. This has been today's history moment. I don't know what I called it at the beginning, so <laughs> I forgot. Moment of hockey history know. or something? Well, no, I mean, I like, at know. the very, like, <laughs> hey, guys, in our Google form, you should tell us <laughs> what you want us to yeah. call this uh, history section. Um, we, I personally think we should call this Smitty's History Corner. <laughs> um, <laughs> SHC. Okay. Yeah. I personally think it should be called yeah. that. Fill out our Google yeah. form on our website, uh, wookielap.wordpress.com. Or on our Twitter. Um, it's on it's on our Twitter bio as well. We are at rookielap mm-hmm. on Twitter and Instagram. There's nothing on our Instagram right now. I'm really bad at Instagram. And I, am, I am quite good at it. Um, I just keep forgetting. So we do have yeah. a Google form. You can find that on rookielap.wordpress.com. We also have that on our Twitter and our Instagram is something. It has it has our link to the to the WordPress site, so you can find it there. That sort of brings us to our new hockey fan question. Yes. Um, because on the Google form that you will find at our Twitter and our blog, I guess, you can not only tell us how your day is or... Give us comments and feedback and, you know, different stories that you want us to cover. But you can also ask us a question. If you are new or if you are even old to the game of hockey and you just, like, I have a question. Ask us. Please do. So we, we have a new hockey fan question that I am definitely interested in hearing Painter's opinion on as they have gone to more hockey games than I have. I've been to quite a few, yes. Painter, what do you think, where is the best place to sit in a hockey game, like in the arena, for a fan? Oh, gosh. Okay, so this could be divided into two different types. Can I ask real quick, um, is one of, is the yes. division money-based? Okay, no. so I'm going to, I'm going to put this in, like, as a disclaimer. Money is not an option here. Like, don't. So if we're just like completely like money's completely out yeah, the window. Like, like we have we have all of the money to buy two tickets to a hockey game. Where do we sit? We sit lower bowl, top of lower okay. bowl, in my opinion, because then you have more space for your feet oh. in most arenas, okay. and. I prefer, personally, I like to be on a corner seat Mm -hmm. because it gives an interesting view of, like, the Mm -hmm. goal. If money is not an issue, then closer towards center ice is fine, but I still prefer, like, corner or just behind the goal. And the net, excuse me. And you want to be in the zone where your team shoots twice. Mm -hmm. It's just yeah. nice to be able to see that. <laughs> it's nice to see them shoot um, twice. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. But I think lower bowl, top of the lower bowl for extra foot room, ideally on the end so you have a little bit of extra foot space. Okay. And also when you stand up, there's nobody behind mm. you that you feel bad about standing up around 
And it's easier to like crane your neck for a short people like me mm-hmm. when somebody sits in front of you. Because yeah. inevitably, yeah. a tall person will sit mm-hmm. in front of you. That's my first thought. Second option, again, would probably be lower bowl. Okay. Maybe a little bit farther mm-hmm. down, like in the middle-ish. Okay. I still prefer a corner slot, but because then I want to see like it going. I want to see that puck going mm-hmm. into the goal. The net. I want it. I want it so bad. And it's also really nice because I've seen it like at a playoff game. Oh. Fancy. At one of the playoff games that I went to, there was a really nice wraparound goal and I could see the puck really clearly. And I was like, ah, I lost my mind. Just just pain or screaming. That's just. just, Yeah. (laughs) I lost my mind. That's that's what this episode is. It's just pain or screaming. (laughs) Yeah, I do it a lot on on most days. Um, But. The lower bowl, I will say, has a certain... Being in the lower bowl has a certain obligation that comes Mm. with it. Where you have to sort of recognize that it's more likely that you will be on screen Mm -hmm. somewhere. So, it's not, like, super likely, but especially if you're further down, which is why I like to sit a little further up Mm -hmm. in the lower bowl. Fun fact. Um, But if you're a little further down... Especially, you'll you'll probably end up on camera at some point, either on camera on the jumbotron or on camera on the TV cameras. Mm-hmm. So, if that freaks you out, I would not do that. So that so there's a certain obligation you have to be a little bit more like like a little bit more crazy and excitable mm-hmm. and what have you in the lower bowl. If you are the type of fan that just wants to like curl into yourself and stare at the mm-hmm. ice and you are not afraid of heights mm-hmm. i think upper bowl but like towards the front of the upper bowl is really nice in center mm-hmm. ice because you get a really beautiful overlay of the entire arena yep. and it's so nice to be able to like see everything happening mm-hmm. on the ice at the same time but for me personally because i am not good with heights Mm -hmm. i tend not to sit if i can avoid it i tend not to sit in the upper bowl just because unless i can get like towards the front of it just because it freaks me out a little bit being that high up so i am a heretic and i prefer the upper bowl that's why i don't like heights at all but there's something about that bird's eye view that mm-hmm. it just it it it, it just it, it feels magical i guess i don't know how else to describe it anytime it is yeah anytime magical. i've gone in this is the same for even baseball games or football games i just i like being up high because i can see everything <laughs> I have been to a small arena, like I've said. I've been I've been to an mm-hmm. ECHL game, and mm-hmm. I was technically in the top row, I believe. Mm-hmm. They're like I was as high up as you could get, but this is like just under six thousand seats, so it really w- didn't mm-hmm. feel like it. Honestly, when I walked into the arena, <laughs> I was like, "Well, where's the other part?" Um, because you were basically <laughs> in the lower bowl of another hockey arena, like a, an NHL arena. At an mm-hmm. NHL arena, though, I 
do tend to, and I know that I get this from my family, <laughs> we tend to get higher seats higher up and we tend to choose those seats mm-hmm. just because prospect of being on camera for one. And that sounds really dumb if you've never been to an arena before, but mm-hmm. hockey arenas, while they are big, they are not huge. So there are no. cameras everywhere. Like, if you've been to a baseball stadium or even a football stadium, you're like, what are you talking about? Like, you're that concerned? Yes. Yes, you should be, because... <laughs> those are, it's, it, it, even though, you know, you can fit 20, 30,000 people in there, it's, it feels intimate. You go up, you know, there's yeah. a flight of stairs, and there's cameras at all of them. Like, there's people just po- mm-hmm. pointing cameras, getting shots of fans everywhere. But, if, so if you're up yeah. in the upper bowl they're less likely to pay attention to you, which is great. And I say that because me and my family, we get very into the game, mm-hmm. very nervous. I inherited the uh, yell of the TV genes. I come by them <laughs> honestly. And sometimes it happens in public and mm-hmm. it is, uh, it's, it's embarrassing. Uh, so my, my family, certain members of my family, I should say, and I mm-hmm. have to sit with our hands, like, clenched in our laps to keep yeah. ourselves from being stupid. The nosebleeds are not for everyone. There's more chance of you sitting next to some crazy-ass people up in the nosebleeds. And I say crazy-ass by, like, you know, just, like, maybe you should stop drinking. Kind of crazy. And also, you're more likely, if you're someone who doesn't like sitting next to fans of the opposing team, the nosebleeds probably aren't something you'd be too excited about, just because those tend to be the seats that visiting fans sit in. The last time I went to a game, it was like, I was was surrounded by half the home team and half the visiting team, and we had a blast. We had fun. I've I, I have never wanted really to sit down in the lower bowl. I don't know if I would choose that option to be honest, just because I am not that person. I guess That's fair. so. Really, it depends on who you knowing yourself. It's sort of like picking a college. <laughs> you have to know. Yeah. I will also say that I tend to go to games by myself, mm. so I don't necessarily at this time feel super comfortable. Yeah. Okay sitting in the upper bowl by myself that's a good point that's a good point knowing Mm -hmm. like that yes yeah fans tend to be a little bit more rowdy Mm -hmm. in the upper bowl like they're rowdy everywhere let's be real fans are rowdy no matter where you sit but they tend to be a little bit more rowdy Mm -hmm. in the upper bowl which is not a problem but it's not a problem if you have people with you yeah but i tend to go by Mm -hmm. myself so I want to sit in the lower bowl where there tends to be a bit more um, security. Yeah, that makes sense. And those sorts of things. So that's one of the reasons that as of right now, I mm-hmm. prefer lower bowl. But if I'm going with a group of people, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. upper bowl, for sure. For sure. I enjoy the yeah. upper bowl. Um, I just have to be yeah. very careful. Yeah. So, so it, it, it's like kind of picking a, a college. Um, knowing yourself and what you're comfortable with and what you want to get out of the game. If, cause oh, like, sure. I'm definitely some, I, I want, I sure I want to, I want to be able to see the goals. I want to see the puck hit the net, but that's not the most important thing to me. 
you know, it, it's like, I want to see everything happening. I want to see mm-hmm. the benches. I want to see the goalies. I want to see all the players doing all the stupid stuff. I want to see all of it, so I sit up high. But, I mean, you can't you can't really go wrong. The good thing about m- most, I haven't been to all of them, but um, most NHL arenas is you if you're in a ho- if you're here for a hockey game, if you're there for a hockey game, there's not often bad seats. Yeah. Because it is such a it's an intimate game, but it's not like you're not right on the game like you are in basketball, I guess. Courtside <laughs> seats aren't really a thing. I will say one day I do want to in like the distant mm-hmm. future when I, you know, make millions of yeah. dollars, I want to just one game mm-hmm. be at ice level seats uh, yeah just for the experience mm-hmm. yeah. of it i think just having that experience once i'd be like huh this is cool yeah. okay back to my usual yeah. seats but that's true i i i see it and i'm just like that's gotta be interesting it's gotta be cold oh, yeah. as hell but it's gotta be mm-hmm. interesting you definitely get a different experience there yeah and i would like to have that different experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. I think that would just be yeah. fun. You can't really go wrong uh, when you go to a hockey game. Uh, there's not a bad seat, if you're especially. I'm speaking to baseball fans. I'm not sure about football mm. fans. I haven't gone to as many football games, but um, baseball fans, you everyone knows where the bad seats are in a stadium at a baseball game. Everyone knows. Yeah. But at a hockey game, you can't really go wrong. It's really about the experience that you want. If there is, if money is not an option. Um, obviously, if money is an option, h- higher up is better, usually. Usually, yeah. I will say one thing that Painter did say that is very important for fans, if you're at your home arena, is make try to get seats that are in the area in which your team shoots twice. Um, makes things a little bit m- more fun. I guess, and you're a little bit more likely yeah. to find to be around fans of that team there. Yeah, so. I will say that I do end up oftentimes sitting where they don't shoot mm-hmm. twice because yeah. money. But I know that I always end up having an even better time. Like going to a hockey game is always fun to me because I just yeah. like it, win or lose. I just love going to hockey games. So the last section of our podcast. The dumb take of the last two weeks, I guess. What are stupid people saying on the internet? For now, we are every other week. It's you know not, not a dumb take of the week, but it's a dumb take of the last two weeks. So, and we yeah. happened, Painter and I ended up having basically the same dumb take. Uh-huh. Our dumb take of this period of time <laughs> is teams hiring coaches when the coaching is not the issue recently there have been actually the last few last was it just today was the last two days (laughs) i don't know what time is anymore there have been two teams that have fired their head coaches and then hired different coaches one being the montreal Canadiens, and the other the edmonton oilers i don't know how to say this nicely either of these teams but um, your coach was not the issue. No, that's definitely the people not the issue here. Hiring the coaches are part of the issue. Yeah, and the people hiring them are also part of the issue. 
Uh-huh. And also sometimes injuries, I will say. I know that the, I know, I know that the yeah. Habs, for example, have definitely been hit by injuries. Um, but yeah. at the end of the day, coaching is not the issue. Don't know how else I can say this and how loudly I can say it to get it through to anyone's head. And honestly, the coaches that they have picked nicely, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I... I'm very tired of the Kadakwa thing. I'm so tired of it. Get over, get oh, over Jesus yourselves. Christ. Get over yourselves. The the boys. I under I, I I I understand it, but your club is suffering because of it. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's something else I had to say. <laughs> but the coach wasn't the issue yeah. there, and he hadn't even been there that long in Montreal. So no, he had it. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna let the Habs in on a little secret, but their outgoing GM. It feels like they he intentionally fucked them over. It does feel like because that. all of the decisions that bit. he made in the last even two years ish year two years have been bad yeah, and stupid yeah. and a bit of a mess. Habs fans, I'm so sorry. Coaching has not been the issue for the Habs. And I do know that about the Oilers, but also it's just, it's more obvious to me because I hear about it more often that I'm like, no, that's that's not the problem. No, it's not. There's a multitude of problems and one particular coaching change is not going to right. fix it. And, uh, yeah, especially you just, like, you, you changed the coach and then you changed the GM and then you're changing the coach again. It's almost like signing a dude who did a miracle run mm-hmm. to a longer extension when he is unproven is a bad mm-hmm. idea. And I just have this to say on the mm-hmm. subject. Sometimes when a team just sucks ass and it's, <laughs> and it's the middle of the season, mm-hmm. just get through the season. Yeah. Like, there's no need for you to, to, to make this change. It's like... The Chicago Bears, for instance. Okay. Okay. Sure. <laughs> Stick I'm, with I'm, me here. I'm, I'm with sense. you. It took me a split second, but I got there. The Chicago Bears, their coach this past mm-hmm. season, past couple seasons, but their coach sucked. Mm-hmm. Awful. Terrible. Bad. Fans were calling for him to be fired for weeks. Mm-hmm. They didn't do it until towards the end of the season. Because at that point, your season's already in the yeah. shitter. You just, you take, you take the L mm-hmm. and you keep it so moving. So the same thing happened today? Yesterday. Time. What is it? With the Edmonton Oilers, <laughs> they fired their head coach and hired an interim one. Why? Because they th- I don't even I don't even think they think that coaching is the issue. They recognize like the people making these hiring decisions and firing decisions know what the issue is, but they refuse to actually deal with it. I hate hate that a lot. I think that it's ridiculous that they're sitting here and doing this. Yeah, well, especially especially when it's so obvious to everyone that coaching is not the problem. Let's take a Band-Aid and put it over a bullet wound. Honestly. But, anyway. Uh-huh. So, yeah, that was our, our, our dumb take. Send, send us your opinions, your thoughts, your 
the takes that you see, your dumb takes, because we all have them. I have many a dumb take. Yep, we all do. We have to embrace them. So that's the end of this podcast. I hope that your weeks are good. I hope that your teams win all of the games, except for the ones that they play against mine. Painter, do you have anything you want to say? Thank you so much for joining us, everyone. Be safe out there. It's crazy. It's crazy.